Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I opened the front door to let my dog out, accidentally hit him in the face, and he cried, and then I cried. Oh, how sad. When did I start needing a cup of coffee in the morning just to deal? Oh, that's right, when I got old. Yeah, then. My house smells like barbecue. I haven't barbecued ever, and I don't even really like the smell of barbecue. Those pesky fires. Hey, anyone want to buy 40 pairs of skinny jeans? Oh, get right on that, Heather. Have <laughs> such a good day. Hello, world. Welcome to Have Such a Good Day, the show that wants you to do just that. Hey, everybody. How's everybody feeling this week? Oh, it's a... It's a good, strong week out there. Sun is shining. What's going on with you guys? Oh, Heather, I love your optimism. <laughs> I really am. I'm like I really sort of do. blindly optimistic. It's, because it's for better or worse, though, you know? I truly, I mean, and I won't, I, I will not belabor this point because I just feel like I've talked about it with, you know, people around me so much, but I live in Northern California. There are fires and it's horrible. And I was evacuated for a week and hung out with my mom. Luckily she's close to me and you know, that was all great. Like I'm super lucky. It could have been so much worse, but man, can they take a D? Uh, really? <laughs> I, you know, it, it's just, I am so happy to be back in my own, my own home. Like you have gone through the ringer though. I mean, it's like, you don't, it's like, I see why people have major sleep problems these days, especially because you don't know what's going to hit you in the middle of the night now. It's like, you just, you can't, it's you don't so know true. what you're going to wake up to. I mean, it's truly like a real thing now. It's like maybe during good times that was also true, but it, these things didn't happen as often, or maybe it's the 24 hour news cycle. I don't know, but yeah, it's chaotic out there. I'm glad you're home and you and Oat and Lut are safe. And we are, we are, or it's still scary, actually. It's not over. I mean, 
the whole thing is scary. Listen, you know, if you live in an area where there is a fire, um, you know, it's, it's, everyone's worried about fires. And uh, when it becomes, you know, at the end of, I don't know, the summer or before the rainy season begins, which isn't even really much of a rainy season, because again, California, it, you know, Mm -hmm. we all just kind of worry about this. Anyway, uh, this is the show. <laughs> I, I will talk about doom and gloom in just a moment. But before I do that, this is the show that we actually want to kind of come together with all of you and have such a good day because life is hard. Everybody's kind of struggling. And if we have each other, it makes it better. It does. And, you know, we may be talking about gloom and doom stuff, but if you haven't noticed, we tend to laugh in the end because there's always something you kind of have to have a sense of humor about stuff in life because if you don't, you kind of you kind of can't really, you know, do much but wither. Um, So we we really try (laughs) to find the humor in everything, even if it's really, you know, really dark. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're doing our best. And we love all of you and you know all of the feedback that we've gotten from you is like just so great and so thanks to everybody we're you know, we, black hearts. yeah it really does and and they are black <laughs> um, super black <laughs> but uh you know it's funny heather you mentioned uh, dreams so i wanted to i wanted to talk about like the absolute weirdest dream that i've ever had in my entire life which is saying something because I have weird <laughs> dreams. So, and a, a little bit of background on this is, so I'm a data nerd. Like I love data. So, you know, I have a Fitbit um, wearable, you know, like a smartwatch where it, you know, tracks my steps and my miles, my calories and blah, blah, blah. And there's a whole, you know, kind of app that's associated with that. But one of the other things that it does is it tracks my sleep So in the morning, um, you know, I wake up and I kind of, you know, get my coffee, my water, you know, you know, do my walk. And within about, I don't know, an hour or so of me getting up, like it kind of figures out what it what it wants to tell me. And it will tell me like, okay, you slept for, you know, six hours and four of those hours were REM you know, one of those hours was deep and like, you know, two to three other of those hours were like restless or, you know, like regular sleep. Right. And so like, you can do with that what you will, like, whatever. But, um, but I've been following this really closely because I'm like, when, and, and anybody who kind of like is like a sleep nerd also when it's REM sleep, that's when you remember the weird dreams. Mm-hmm. Like in the morning, closer to when you wake up, right? Yeah. Cause you're yeah. not real, like you're asleep, but you're not deep sleeping. That's like a whole other part of your brain that like is really, really helpful. And REM is helpful as well, but like that's the weird stuff, the mm-hmm. stuff that you remember. Anyway, so last night, weirdly, um, and I, I, I live alone. And I have, you know, if somebody were to come up to my front step, I have a light that comes on, you know, like a, you know, just, you know, just, a central light. Yeah, exactly. And when I'm like in my bed, you know, kind of like sleeping, 
if the light comes on, I may notice it or maybe I don't. But last night I was kind of not sleeping well and it came on and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's probably one of those skunks again because there are skunks around here and, you know, you got to deal with skunks. And so like, I kind of like knew that, I don't know, like I wasn't alone. I wasn't worried, but like I knew I wasn't alone. Like something is on my, you know, like wants, wants to, yeah, like wants to come into my, my house and, you know, everything everything's locked and all, you know, but like, don't want a skunk to come into my house. Anyway, go back to sleep. And then my dream got real weird, Heather. So, (laughs) so, so I had a dream and this is like super like crazy, like inception levels. If you've ever seen that movie, like it, it got weird. So my dream was that I was being robbed because, again, mm. the light went on and people were robbing me. And I had mm. to let them in and I had to let them take my, you know, precious things. At gunpoint? Yes, at gunpoint because that was why I wasn't like, get out of here. I was like, oh, you'll kill me if I don't let you. Like, you can just take everything. And they were taking my dog as well. Oh, my God. So, I know. So totally crazy. And then in my dream – in my dream, I woke up, but I wasn't awake. I woke up and told my mother about the dream. And in she another was like, dream. Yeah. Like I was you like, you had another dream about the dream. Yeah. I was like, Mom, I had this horrible dream. It was like really scary. And like, you know, I wish you were here and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, that's crazy. Like, why would you have that dream? I'm, I don't know. I was asleep the entire time. And so <laughs> then. I eventually woke up the third time and was like, did someone rob me? <laughs> like, I'm I'm very confused at this point. Like, yeah. I was so, like, weirded out. And, you know, like, in a dream where in the dream, it seems like hours have passed. Mm-hmm. But in real life, did it? You know, like, I woke up and I was like, I literally walked around my house like, that wasn't real. That wasn't real. That was not real, right? Not real, right? You know, like looking outside, like snapping, like that wasn't real. Nothing was real. And but like, but like I felt like I spent the entire night like dreaming this weird thing and then dreaming that I woke up from the weird thing, but I hadn't woken up at all. I was still dreaming. Anyway, fuck that. Honestly, Sarah, this, I I have so much to say about this because this is like my almost every night for me. Like I'll have dream upon dream within the dream and then I'll fall back into the dream. Oh, I, Elijah like says, oh, Elijah, my boyfriend who I sleep with, um, says that I talk in my sleep all the time, like every night. And I, I really, every morning I tell him a dream and like, it's funny that you wanted to talk about this today because I've been really tripping on my dreams and I've always had vivid dreams, always. And I just have to say, folks um, listening, that Sarah would not talk about her dream unless it was like a really big deal because I, we, she doesn't really go there a lot of times. And the fact that she's talking about her dreams is, is makes it uh, that much more important. But I, I have had... I've had a lot of celebrities in my dreams since this quarantine, which is so bizarre. I had this the other night. I had a dream that I went to Tom Cruise's house. Granted, oh, I just God. watched War of the Worlds, but I, uh, I, but, but when I went in the house, the thing that was so interesting about it was that 
um, his place was so fancy and insane and massive. And I remember like the details of every room. It was like my brain created this like production design of the room. Like I, like it was like the whole thing was like fabricated in my brain, what his place looked like. And it was intricate and it was a big mansion, you know, and I had another dream about Howard Stern the other night, like giving me advice. And I mean, every night I have some (laughs) weird kind of like, and I, I can't remember all the details, but I honestly, I have to say, I feel like my dreams make my life that much more interesting. I really feel like I have this like other alternative universe that I look forward to go. You know how people always say, oh, eh, I'll sleep when I'm dead kind of thing. I always hated that expression because I love sleeping. I love, I'm like, oh, if I'm not having a nightmare. In the entire world. Yeah. yeah. I tell, I'm always just like, I love bed. I just, I love bed so much. You know, it's funny because I have a friend um, who, friend of the show, um, I won't out him, but we were talking about, um, yeah, I don't know, just sleeping and life and whatever recently. And he said, fun fact, Sarah, because I know you, you would care about this. I started dreaming again. I haven't dreamed in like 10 years. And like, I was like, you have been dreaming. You just don't remember. Well, what, everybody dreams. Well, yeah. Like the funny thing about it to me was like, I'm like, because I'm again, like trying to like, I don't know, like I, I pay so much attention to that sort of stuff. I'm like, are you just not sleeping as well as you should be? Because that would be the reason that you would be REM sleeping, which is why you're remember, remembering like weird stuff, which is why you're telling me about it. Mm-hmm. And that's a little too much to, you know, to put onto him. But like, it's weird. Like, I don't know, like the whole dream stuff is fascinating to me. There are times where I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, that was just like nonsensical. And there are other times where I'm like, that really made sense, but it was weird. Me too. And I'm always like, I'm fascinated with like my brain, like my brain obviously has this imagination because it creates these worlds that are just totally, I should, I mean, I I used to write my dreams down in a journal. I still have the journal. Like it's from a long time ago because ever since I was a kid, I had vivid dreams, but, um, well, it just, it goes into the the weird bucket, you know, dreams are weird right now. Life is weird. Pretty much everything is just like weird right now. And you know what else is weird? What? The vet. <laughs> Have you gone to the vet since the lockdown? That's no. a weird experience. I, I will assume that you're talking about the whole take my animal into the veterinarian um, Dungeon. establishment and I just sit outside weirdly. Yes, that's exactly because I've right. done that and I didn't like it. No, it's very, it's very strange. It's, it's so like um, impersonal. And I mean, I sat in the car for two hours yesterday, and you know, I never met my vet in person. Um, you know, you had like their assistant comes out with a mask and they kind of talk to you and they have a clipboard and everything is so like you know she's like um, sanitizing like um, my credit card and like all this stuff. And I, I felt mostly bad because my cat like freaks out obviously. And I couldn't even go in the room with him. So like he's going in there with a stranger. It's already stress, stressful enough as it is. Also, like I had to pee, like, where do I go? I'm like, that's been like a huge problem. Like 
because not every bath public bathroom is like open now. Um, I'm right, I'm actually right. veering off track here. Um, but um, the last thing I'll say about it is that um, next time I'm bringing my badminton um, and bringing a friend, I'm going to play badminton in the in the parking lot or do something. Bring my bicycle. Um, but the fact that it's the same price as I'm noticing this, like with things like there's a somewhat fancy restaurant down the street from our place. Um, and we've ordered takeout before and it's, you know, it's not cheap and it's weird to get takeout from a fancy restaurant. Cause it's just not the same, right? Like than getting served in a restaurant. It's the same thing. It's like, they're charging the same amount, but it's completely not the same experience, not the same quality. And it's the same thing with this vet thing. It's like, it's still a racket, but you're sitting in your car. It's just, a, it's what a strange time. That's all I got to say, really. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I, I have gone through this as well. Um, the last time with Otis and Lucy, the cat, um, I had to sit out in the parking lot. The vent is, I mean, thankfully not that far from me. So, so like a short drive, but yeah, I wasn't allowed inside. And with him, when I say him, I mean, Otis, the dog, like he's kind of cool. With Lucy, it's not the same. Like, she's old. She's elderly. Yeah. She's on meds. Like, her going into, you know, anywhere, like, in her little carrier, like, crying and me not going with her is, like, very horrible for her and me. And oh, yeah. when And when the people came out with her, you know, afterwards, like, they had to take, like, blood work because she has, like, lymphoma and stuff. Like... One of the women, it was like a, you know, like a a vet tech. And mm-hmm. they're very nice. They're like, you know, no fault of anyone's. But she almost sure. like dropped her. <laughs> and again, it's like like on the cement, which would have been like like really scary. And like I was so mad. And it was a whole thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you really have to navigate things carefully these days. Um, you know, you just, all these services are just so different now. I mean, everything's changed. So anyway, but on a lighter note, (laughs) (laughs) can't, can we get on a lighter, lighter note here? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Let's talk about deep fakes, Heather. Um, yeah, I mean, talk about light. So, okay. (laughs) So for anybody, a lot of you who are listening obviously know what we're talking about, but for anybody who doesn't, I'll just like do a little, you know, let you know what deep fake porn means, which is the idea that let's say that somebody wanted to take my head and put it onto a video of someone else performing something that is a thing that is possible. Okay, fine. This is not new. Um, Wired has a very good article um, that they published uh, on August 27th about the fact that a lot of celebrities are, are, are now experiencing this, where it's like, it's not so much that people don't think, people don't realize that it's fake. People know it's fake, but mm-hmm. there's like a getting off thing that is associated with the fact that it might be you kind of thing. So again, like taking celebrities out of this, because I don't want to, you know, so so celebrities will, will keep them out of this. Like if it were me, okay, 
if I were uh, somebody were to watch a video where it's like, I know that's not Sarah, but it looks like it's her and it, you know, it looks pretty realistic and Mm -hmm. I watch it and I'm perhaps paying for it on a, on a service, you know, Mm -hmm. of some kind that's, you know, uh, charging people to see this sort of thing. Where does that leave us? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so weird. I wanted to ask really you, weird. Heather. It's really weird, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like because it's sort of like if it's not you, you could say, "I don't. It, it's not me. I don't care. This is fake." And you know, it's like, but it's Photoshop still your stuff. Looks like you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you could you could totally be like, "I don't care." But if people are profiting off of this, mm-hmm. that's when you have to get involved, right? Oh, yeah. Because, sure. well, I mean, I guess you don't have to, but you probably would at that point because mm-hmm. you're like, this, no, this is really bad. You know, who are these awful people who are doing this to me kind of thing? So I wanted to ask you, Heather, like, have you ever seen anything online, not porn stuff, but just like, just, just anything that felt uh, like... Yeah, this isn't real. And mm-hmm. what do we do about this? Because mm-hmm. this is this is this is a real thing that isn't going away. Well, if you're talking about, I mean, there's a lot of not real stuff online uh, these, especially these days before an election. A lot of propaganda, mm-hmm. uh, clickbait, you know, all that kind of stuff. Is I feel like the internet is just like I miss old internet. Let me just say that. Um, but I, but what this reminds me of actually is remember back in the day, not too too long ago, but. It was like the first hologram. I think it was at like Coachella or something of an artist. And then it it became controversial because it's like if you create a hologram of, you know, Jay-Z and, you know, they should get- I think it was Tupac, right? Maybe it was Tupac. Wasn't that the Tupac thing at Coachella? Yeah. Yeah. And then there was like all this controversy over, well, how is that you're using his image? Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's got to be some kind of- uh, you know, it, it, it broaches like a legal, some legal territory. So yeah, I mean, you know, also it's just bad. I mean, people who do stuff like this, it should be stopped. I mean, it should be, um, there should be some kind of law or rule. I I don't think people should just be willy nilly about whatever they want um, online. So, you know, if, if someone was using my, I would be uncomfortable. I, I really would. I, I don't like that. I I wouldn't want them, even if it wasn't me and it was, yeah, a Photoshop version of my face or my body. That would make me very uncomfortable. That was floating around some nasty, you know, uh, you know, site that I didn't even know about. Like, oh, I that would make me very uncomfortable. And I'd want to be compensated for that. Totally. For sure. I, honestly, like I I mean, I'm so sort of like. I don't know, maybe it's my age or, you know, the weight of the world or whatever. Like, I'm like, you want to make me into a porn? Great. Go for it. Have fun. But once, like, I'm, I kind of don't care. But like, once I hear that somebody is profiting off of that mm-hmm. and people are confused as to whether or not I'm involved, that's where it gets weird. That's where I'm like, actually, no, you can't do it. They might be mad at you. I mean, then you're involved and they'll be like, well, wait, you know, they might, right. there might be some disappointment toward you because of something. And that's not fair. They're using your image without your permission. So, yeah, I mean, that that is, so is this getting to be like a pretty rampant thing? Like, is this, um, what are some other examples of it? Uh, well, I mean, 
Honestly, a lot of the porn stuff is why these things um, make news because, mm-hmm. again, people are like, whoa, that's that's insane. You know, mm-hmm. like, you can't do that to me. But really, I mean, the deep fake, deep fake, and again, I, you know, I'm using air quotes when I say that, um, that also applies to politicians saying things that, mm-hmm. did they say them? Uh, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. You know, then it is up to the politician to be like, I didn't say that. This is Mm -hmm. fake. And here's why. Because somebody went into, you know, you know, some sort of uh, a um, post-production program and, you know, did some stuff like, I don't know, man, I, I, I feel like we're still on the precipice of where this is going to go. And It's sort of like a ha ha celebrities are mad that they're getting put into porn videos that they weren't in. But mm-hmm. it actually, you know, it's something that we should all be aware of and 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 vigilant about what we do if we were unfortunately a part of it. And it's part of a huger problem. I mean, especially now. I mean, I I feel like this is the most one of the most confusing times because there's so much propaganda. There's so much information online that you have to fact check. Like how do you know what you're reading is true? I feel like you have to read between the lines like more than ever now. Um, And it's really scary. It's like, you know, the internet used to be, well, I mean, it always had like wacky, (laughs) wacky things, but I don't know. I just, I have a really hard time believing what I read these days. And I think that this is, yeah, it's part of a deeper problem. Um, And yeah, I think it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Um, but yeah, keep it, keep us posted on that. I'm, that's really fascinating. I will, Heather. Well, man, everything's so crazy these days. Everything's so crazy. It really is. But, um, you know, moving on to, to how are you doing? I know. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I, uh, I really wanted to talk about horror movies again, but I thought that I would spare you. I know we have a lot of I fans. I don't care if you talk about horror movies. I'm just I'm saying, well, like, I'm always like the I, person who's like, I don't know about. I probably have over. I mean, I've talked about it enough. I'll, I'll I'll save it for like a later episode. But I I did come across something interesting. Um, but I'll save it. Um, I just find it all very fascinating, like psychologically. But what I want to talk about is. I came across sort of like this study that was, it wasn't really a study. It was sort of like a bunch of people got interviewed and they were sort of, you know, young or adults, I would say probably in their thirties and forties. Um, and it was a variety of people who decided to leave Los Angeles, um, for, for one reason or another, most of their reasons were high rent, you know, commute time, too much time on the road, stress, you know, um, Uh, They wanted to have a family, so they wanted more space. I mean, a lot of them were honestly the same reasons, Um, cost of living, that kind of thing. And But they loved LA. They loved the food. They had all their friends there. They loved the environment, the palm trees, et cetera, et cetera. All the things that you, Sarah, and I, we talk about all the time that we love. Of course. Yeah. LA is great. Yeah. And and for me, like my whole draw to Los Angeles – you know, I come from a small town, small-ish town. It's bigger now, but when I was a kid, it was a smaller town. Um, and, you know, I think that I definitely have a small town mentality ingrained in me, but it's been buried because I've been in big cities for my whole adult life. But like my biggest fear I have to say about like why I was really kicking and screaming to leave LA, other than like the good food and obviously my good friends, 
but the creative energy and not being able to be part of that really freaked me out. Like I want to be part of the movements and the, yeah, like what, what are these creative movements? What are people thinking and talking about? And I love that. Like that actually feeds my fire. Um, You know, I, I was wondering how, if I could maintain kind of creative motivation in a smaller town and that this article, these interviews with these people were kind of that, like, how do you, you're a creative person, you left LA for these reasons. Um, There are trade-offs, obviously you move anywhere. There's going to be trade-offs, especially from like such a drastic city to like a drastic country, you know, um, town. And it was so interesting reading about what these people were saying, what they left behind, which was honestly mostly food and friends. Um, but, you know, they were stoked to leave the traffic. They were stoked to leave the bad air. They're, you know, again, trade-offs. Everything is a trade-off. Um, but it was right. so cool because all these cities they went to, it was like everywhere. It was like mostly United States, but, you know, it was like Nashville and like Austin and some smaller places, somewhere in Maine, like a small town. Um, so it was like a, w- a wide range of kind of smallish uh, cities to like smaller towns. And it was really cool to read about how they found creative outlets. And for me personally, um, I think I needed, I, I, I needed a, it was a, there was a necessary slowing down that I needed because I think in production in Los Angeles in a place like a city like that, that's buzzing and there's ambient noise and, and light everywhere constantly. You're just, you know, I feel like I was buzzing all the time and I couldn't relax and I couldn't, get my thoughts straight. And ever since I've actually been in a smaller place, like I'm not slogging nine to five, I'm not drained from commuting. Um, I feel like my mind is a different place. Like I feel like it's kind of worrying with like little exciting side projects and creative thoughts and ideas of like, you know, all kinds of things. I mean, I have like, I create lists. I'm like a list person. Like you're a data person. I'm a list person. And, you know, again, I, uh, it's everything from like, you know, I don't know, like picking up tennis again to doing a gardening podcast to writing a children's book and like a graphic novel. And like, and I've literally started all these things. Like, this is something that like, I know I can do. I think that's so great. I mean, it's so great because I think, you know, again, if you lived in LA, you might still live there. You may have never lived there, but you may have lived in another place that's kind of chaotic Mm-hmm. And chaotic in a great way where you're like, yeah, sure. love the city, love, mm-hmm. love the energy. Mm-hmm. But when you get out of it, some it, sometimes reluctantly, you know, oh, I think sure. Heather and I both kind of were like, oh, all right, we're going to, you know, go yeah. live in the country and see how it goes. I mean, the the benefits, they they really present themselves pretty quickly where you're like, wow, I, I am like better I'm a better person. Exactly. And this is the dilemma though, because you don't want to jump off that edge that take that risk because it doesn't feel good at the time. You have to do it to get there, to sink into it, to really understand what it is and why you went there and what the benefits are. But I agree. It's such a trade-off. It's like you get, you get, you know, fresh air, um, you know, quiet, good sleeping, like for, yeah, you're missing out on you maybe not be able to go to the theater every weekend or go see a, a, a concert or, you know, it's a trade-off. And I, as I've gotten older, I feel like that is such a huge, 
um, learning lesson is everything you, every decision you make, you're trading something off for something else. And you're right. You're completely right, Sarah. It's, you know, there's so many positives that, that you can't even really wrap your head around when you're in the city and you're thinking about doing it. Yeah. It's like almost too hard to get there. Well, and okay. So like, for example, I'm, you know, I'm up in NorCal, you know, hanging out. We had some fire issues. Things are good. We're, you know, on the up and up. But, you know, I'm still kind of like, I live among the redwoods in the country. And, (laughs) uh, and I have, I have some friends who were, you know, up here and went back to LA because the air was bad and whatever. And I was like, how's LA? How are Uh you doing? Tell me everything. Are you going to fun shows? And they were like, Sarah, no, I mean, it's pandemic. I mean, we're not doing anything. We're just here. (laughs) Where I'm like, I have to remind myself like, and trust me, I mean, if you're like going to fun shows and having a great time, you know, good on you, but Uh no one really is. And it's, it's, if you're in a city, it's almost worse because you're mm-hmm. like, you're just sitting there being like, I'm here to experience all this great stuff and I'm, I can't do any of that. Where I or you are kind of like, we're, you know, we're just doing nature. So what are we missing really anyway? No, exactly. This is like such a good time to be doing what we're doing because it's like there's not a lot of FOMO and like, I don't know, I feel like I've spread my wings. I mean, I, I barely started, but um, I definitely feel like I have like the mind space for creating something of my own and not feeling this. Like I think in LA, I was so, I wanted to be part of a team and I wanted to be, um, part of like a company, you know, and a company culture, but like, do I really want to do that? I don't know anymore. Like, I don't think you have to step away to really realize, um, yeah. What it is yeah. I I might be going down too deep of a rabbit hole here, but I thought it's an interesting topic. We can we can you know talk about it again on the show. Um, if you guys become a patron, because we need you to be able to talk about this more. That's so. right. That's right. That's right. Speaking of patrons, Heather, how do how does one become a patron? Oh, it's so easy. It's so easy. You just go to patreon.com slash have such a good day you could google have such a good day you'll come across this profile on patreon.com and it's so easy right there we've got three tiers dollar five dollar ten dollar they all have little perks choose what uh, fits your lifestyle and uh, join you know select the join button and it's that easy and then you can listen to ad free content and you get to see some behind-the-scenes stuff in the uh, Lens app um, that Patreon so graciously has provided. And um, and we're a little community. It's been really fun uh, to communicate with all you guys. And we want more. We, we, we want more of you. We want to have a little empire. So we do. please come hang with us and get your laugh on. Yeah, and, you know, Heather alluded to, you know, the fact that uh, if, you're, if you're a patron... And you subscribe at any level, you get a, a, a tier of the show that is ad-free. Um, we also have an ad-supported show for people who can't support or, you know, aren't, you know, ready to support. All good. Not going to ask anything about that stuff. But um, that... Th- 
those are your options. And um, we hope that, you know, wherever you are in your life, if, as long as you kind of want to hang out with us, we give you options. So those are exactly. Them. Yeah. And we want to um, say thanks to some current, uh, some subscribers this last week, Chris Stab, 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 uh, Mr. Napoleon, Jillian Mistrat-Gilbetti. Hi, Jillian. Jill. I know you. <laughs> Victor uh, Behena and Bilal Nasir. Welcome, everybody. Bring your welcome. friends and your family. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Also, we got a bunch of emails and we uh, will try to, you know, go through them as much as possible. But just to say, like, thank you so much for all the emails. We feel very we loved. Love them. Oh, yeah. so Heather, you want to take this first one? Sure. So from Ron, um, I love this podcast because it's like eavesdropping on two friends catching up, talking about the same things I talked to my friend about, but with wine. It's so true, Ron. I'm lucky to still be employed and have been working from home for years. Apparently, he was in Iceland when the shit got real and the travel ban was about to go into effect. Though as a U.S. citizen, he couldn't get home. He happened to land at 6 p.m. on Friday. He could March get 13th. home. He could. He could get home, yes. He happened yeah. to land at 6 p.m. on Friday, March 13, when the travel ban and long lines began six hours later. So he went from an incredible natural beauty where he was watching the news to coming home to shelter in place, a startling contrast. And he says, as a digital worker, I've loved reconnecting with paper. I write in a paper journal and a paper planner on the daily. I've also realized this is so much harder on extroverts than for introverts like me. That is such a good point, Ron. Thanks oh for writing yeah, the introvert extrovert language thing. on that one. I know. I'm like paper, <laughs> stop it. Don't do it. <laughs> Pens, uh, pencils. Yeah, god, you were writing things. No, I mean, you know, I I I'm I'm kidding. But Ron, man, coming from Iceland, which is the most beautiful place on earth, honestly. Uh, I can't imagine what you've been going through uh, since March. So, you know, thank you for for writing us and and sharing for, your story. Yeah, and and making us feel like we were part of your journey. We really appreciate it. We also got a message from Tina. This was uh, going to Heather Frank specifically. Tina says, not sure if you listen to the By the Book podcast, but they have an episode where they followed the little book of I. Actually, you know, I wanted to mention, I pronounced it wrong uh, the last episode. It's Huga, not oh. Hige. I think I said Hige, oh. but it's Huga. Huga. Okay. That's the Danish like lighting thing I was talking about in last episode. And Mike Mills, he says, I totally agree on the importance of lighting and hating the blue tone of many LEDs. I've been using hue bulbs for as long as I can remember. I have different lighting schemes for early evening TV watching, think sunset yellows and orange, then a darker purple for late night movie watching and other fun presets for the holidays. To me, lighting is all about the mood and atmosphere, but to her, it's more about functionality. Oh, yes, Mike, I can totally relate to this. I have a similar situation with my partner. Oh, man. Yeah. And and for anyone, again, like recently we were talking about, you know, Heather was like, I don't like that LED light. And I was like, girl, get some, you know, smart lighting. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that's a whole thing mm -hmm. that not everybody is you know, willing to do. Um, and Mike saying that he's got some hue bulbs. And he's doing kind of his... He's geeking you out. Know, uh, lightning schemes, exactly. I like, love it. I mean, you're speaking my language, Mike. <laughs> However, it's kind of funny that his wife is like, I don't really want that. I just want stuff where it's like well lit, where I'm like 
cooking food or doing things. And that like totally makes sense to me too, because sometimes you just, you just need light. I wish I didn't care. Like sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, why am I so particular about that? Like, I wish I didn't care. I wish I didn't like, yeah, my partner, he's, I don't know what you're talking about. Like maybe my eyes are sensitive. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but yeah, I know. I, I wish I, I wasn't particular about it. So I envy that. <laughs> Well, all right. We'll we'll do we'll do a whole smart light thing with you, Heather, because we will. I just like it would give me no greater pleasure yeah, than to just be that. like, let's all have like, you know, smart lighting where we have like fun scenes and we can all talk about how fun they are. Um, all right, doing Natividad before we wrap up um our mailbag section says Heather, I've got gnats. And it, they just appeared out of nowhere. So I had to chuckle a bit when you said that they were plaguing your life as well. Misery loves company. <laughs> Don't we know it? <laughs> <laughs> Those were super fun. Thank you. Keep them coming. Please do. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. I mean, listen, your feedback feeds our life. <laughs> Does um, Joey hope the gnats uh, went away? Um, but um, for 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 us um, on this episode, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Heather and I love you so much. Thank you everybody who subscribes, who has spread the word, who is just like the coolest person and hanging out with us. And we couldn't be more happy to do this every week. And thank you again. Thank you so much. Have such a good day. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 